Amen. God is good. And all the time. Amen. You know, I know we, we say that a lot. You know, I pray that, that we believe it when we say it. Now, have you ever been shopping? You ever been shopping with uh, either by yourself or with your spouse? And, man, you're, you've got these things that you're looking at. And uh, you come across these things. And uh, for some people, it may be, it may be clothes. For some people, it may be a bigger toy than that. It may be a car or a truck. Man, and, and you like it. And, I mean, it's exactly what you want. I mean, everything that you could picture it being, that's it. And you're like, man, I want that. And then you look at the price tag. And you see that hefty price tag on there. And you're like, oh, Man, I really want it, but, but do I want to pay the price to get it? Do I want to count the cost that it's going to take for me to take that item home? I'll never forget, you know, the, my first purchase of a new vehicle uh, that I purchased, not that mom and dad purchased, and... Uh, Man, it looked great uh, on the paper, and uh, I got in the car, and I drove it, and it was only had eight miles on it, a Honda Accord, and I love, I love Hondas. If you got a Honda, they're just good, they're just good vehicles, um, but somewhere down the road, I, I began to think, man, did I really need it? Did I really think about the cost of what it was going to take? Because what I paid for it and what it was worth as soon as I drove it off the parking lot and all declined greatly. It had eight miles on it when I drove it off the parking lot. And I, I kept that car a long time. But there were times I think, man, I could have gone just a couple years older and still been okay and enjoyed it. But you count the cost. And that's the question that we have to ask ourselves when it comes to being a follower of Jesus. Are we willing to pay the price that it takes to become a disciple of Christ? Are we really willing to count the cost and pay the price? In Luke chapter 9, if you'll turn with me in your Bibles, Luke chapter 9 we're going to be in verse, starting in verse 23, but um, in Luke chapter 9, we, we read where Jesus sends out the 12, and, and we also read the story of him feeding the 5,000. And right before these, the verses that we get to, Jesus asked the disciples a question. He says, who do the crowds say that I am? And that's when, you know, they say, well, you know, some say you're John the Baptist, Elijah, uh, and then he goes on. He says, who do you say I am? And Peter uh, makes this confession of Christ that we believe that you're Christ, the Christ, the Son of God. And in verse 23, he says these words. He says, then he said to them all, talking about the disciples, if anyone would come after me, 
He must deny himself and take up his cross and follow daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will gain it. What good is it for man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very soul? If anyone is ashamed of me, and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when, it, when he comes in glory, his glory and in the glory of the Father and the, of the holy angels. And there's several things. It's, it's simple. We want to be a follower of things, all right? Uh, in this time, day and age, uh, when it comes to social media, we want to follow certain people, right? Uh, we click the... the like button. We click the follow button. We want to follow this person or we want to follow this, this group's page. But Jesus, talking about discipleship here, says, anyone who comes after me, in other words, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, listen to these words. If anyone would come after me, two words that sometimes I think we just kind of pass by. He says, he must. It's not an option. You don't get to choose, oh, well, I might do that. Or I may do that. And all. If you're going to follow Jesus, there are certain things, certain criteria that Jesus is telling the disciples that you must do. And the same thing that he shared with the disciples and all he shares with us today in God's word. And if we are going to be a disciple of Christ, we must do a couple of things here. Uh, and they're, they're pretty stern. All right. And all he's not going to just count. He's not sugarcoating it. He's laying it out there and saying, here, you want to follow me. And all this is what it's going to cost you. Okay. The first thing he says, you have to deny your selfish desires. To deny yourself means that you're going to put Christ's desires and others before yourself. It's the whole, it's that joy word, you know, Jesus, others, yourself. Jesus has to be first, front, and center in our life. If we are going to follow Jesus, if we're going to be a disciple of Jesus, not just being saved, and all, if we're going to really be a disciple, one who reflects, one who imitates their master, we've got to deny ourselves. We must die to ourselves, to our desires. Jesus has to be first, front and center in our life. And all, he's not going to take it any other way. It's not like, oh, well, you have your option, okay? And all, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays, um, and all you, I need to be sitting in your life. But you can choose where to put me the other days of the week. No, he says, I want to be first, front, and center every single day of your life. If you're going to follow me, this is what it's going to cost you. You see, he paid the price for our salvation, the price of discipleship, but no cost us something. This is not something that comes natural. It's not going to come natural to you or me. And uh, being selfless people don't, doesn't come natural. 
Um, you know, we live in a world where, you know, they tell us, you know, get what you, what you can and, and get it for yourself, right? That's what the world tells us, you know, that it's all about you. It's about your interest. It's about what you want. And Jesus is saying, no, it's about you wanting what, what I desire. Are you willing to sacrifice your desires, your wants, your will for his will? If you're going to be a disciple, that's what it's going to take. Jesus here is talking about discipleship. And discipleship comes with a cost. You see, I believe that many people in the local church today, not, I'm not talking crossroads. I'm talking about, about crossroads in every other Bible-believing church that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that many people in the local church today are more interested in being a member of a church than being a disciple of Jesus Christ. They're more interested in membership than they are discipleship. And let's, let's be honest. You know, to become a member of a Baptist church... And all is one of the easiest things to do. Almost easier than getting a, a Bilo bonus card. I mean, you, you, you come down, you know, you, you make a decision. You know, you say, you tell, hey, I've made a decision to follow Christ. And we sign you up and we get you, get you plugged in. Tony Evans says this about discipleship. He says, people want salvation but don't want to put in the time to be strong disciples. Of Jesus Christ. What many Christians want to do is to audit the Christian life. An audit is where a person goes to a class to get information, but is not required to take a test or do any homework. They're only attending for informational purposes. They want the data without the responsibility. So I ask you a question today. Is that where you're at? Do you come on Sundays just to soak in what the pastor preaches and on what he's got to say, what God's given him today, and just and never take that and live it out? Do you just take it up, you soak it in like a sponge, but you never wring the sponge out? We all know what happens to a sponge that has taken in soapy water uh, when, you're, when you're washing your car and you just kind of leave it without wringing it out, right? It becomes moldy, stinky, useful for nothing. It has to be thrown away. Do we treat our Christian life like that? Do we live our life like that? Are we just simply coming to... To get information, get data, and all, hear a lot of things that, that challenge us and make us good, but never to apply it to our life. And I would, I would beg you, I would say to you this, you know, if you're in that situation and you never take what, what God has given you, what God has shown you through his word, whether it's through personal Bible study or Sunday school or discipleship or preaching, and you never live it out. Then I would say that you don't understand what it truly means to be a disciple. Because disciples imitate their master. He says, you must deny yourself. 
The second thing he says here, he says, you must and take up your cross daily and follow me. You have to take up your cross. What does that mean? Warren Wiersbe puts it this way. It means that we identify with Christ in our surrender and suffering and sacrifice. We identify with Christ in surrender, suffering and sacrifice. There's going to come a time if you are a disciple of Christ and you're living your life on mission for Christ, that you're going to suffer things from people of the world because of the way that you live or the way that you present yourself. Why? Because you present everything opposite of what the world teaches. It requires a daily decision by you and me. To take up your cross requires a daily decision, not just a one-time decision. It's one thing to come down and, and to profess your faith in Jesus Christ and to accept God's free gift of grace. It's another thing to grow in Christ and in discipleship and to grow stronger and be rooted in Him. Some days it's going to be harder than others. But it's still a decision that you and I have to make. And it's a daily decision. Every morning that I wake up, every morning that you wake up, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have to decide, am I going to live my life on mission for him and be a disciple of him and represent Christ in everything I do, try to bring glory to Christ in everything that I do? That's what it means to identify with Christ and surrender, suffering, and sacrifice. Taking up your cross daily may look different for you than it does me in some ways. But we both must choose to do it and to follow Jesus if we're going to be his disciple. We have to be willing to put in the time. And what I'm afraid of is, is we've become a, a culture, even within the church at times, where we put on a show and then we walk out feeling good. Never to have it affect our lives in, in the way that we live. And that's not what Jesus means here when he says, take up your cross daily and follow me. To be a disciple is to be visible, verbal, follower of Jesus Christ. It means that we are clearly a representative of him. If you and I are going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, there should be no question that we're a Christian in our world. There should be no doubt left whatsoever. I saw a sign on somebody's uh, message board the other day, and behind them read these words, you will never impact the world you live in if you live like it. You'll never impact the world that you live in if you're going to live like it. And I know these are, these are hard words to understand and hard words to grasp that Jesus said. But you, got, you have to imagine. And all, here he is with his disciples. Peter has just said, and all, we believe that you're the Christ, the risen Lord, the Messiah. And Jesus says, okay, well, here, here's what it means to be a disciple then. You've got to sacrifice your, the things that you want, your will, your desire sometimes. And all, if it doesn't 
line up with mine. And all, so that you got to rid yourself of those things. So the tension's not on you, but it's on me. So that people are, are not pointed to you, they're pointed to me. It says, take up your cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to lose, to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very soul? If we really want to be a disciple of Christ, we've got to be willing to lose our life to gain his. We've got to be willing to, to lose our life to gain his. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, For I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, it means that our lives become all about Jesus, and not about us. Not to us, not to us, but to your glory. Because in the end, you can gain everything materially and socially that you want. And you can have over a million followers on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and whatever else you want to throw in there from social media. But if you have all those followers, but you don't follow the one, you miss out on Jesus. Because in the end, knowing him is the only thing that matters. Knowing him is the only thing that matters. Following him is the only thing that matters. John Piper put it this way, Christ is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Let that sink in. Christ is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Martin Luther says, Oh, that I wish to devote my mouth and my heart to you. Do not forsake me for a moment. For my own, I would easily wreck. For on my own, I would easily wreck it all. I don't know about you, but I've wrecked a lot of things. Including a car, too. But I've wrecked a lot of things in my life. Because my focus wasn't on following Jesus at the time. And doing his will. But doing my will. How about you? What good is it for man to gain the whole world yet lose it? And forfeit it for his soul. You remember the, the story of the rich young ruler had everything in the world he says what must I do to inherit eternal life and Jesus tells him well you must not do this you must not do this must not. he's like I've done all those things and he says alright well then go let's go a step further if you really want to follow me it's going to cost you go sell all your possessions give it to the poor and the rich young ruler went away sad because he had great wealth. And I'm afraid that we live in a society, we live in a community 
where affluence is so prevalent that they fail to see the need for Jesus. But God has placed us. He has planted us. Crossroads Baptist Church in this place, in this location to let others know that all the affluence in the world and all, it may gain you something here, but in the end it will lead you to destruction if you don't have Jesus. Not to say that Jesus can't take those things and, and bless people that have affluence and he, he has and he will continue to do that. But when it comes to discipleship, you know, are you willing to count the cost and follow him? Are you willing to invest your time, your talents, your finances in something that matters for eternity? So that the whole world may know the name of Jesus. If we really want his life, we've got to lose ours. And he says, if anyone is ashamed of me, and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed... When, it, when he comes in his glory, in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. I can imagine, and all the disciples hearing that and thinking, oh, wow. I mean, this wasn't just, just discipleship 101. This was discipleship like 401, okay? And all, this is, this is deep stuff here. And I'm sure Peter's thinking, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be ashamed of you. And then I wonder what he thought when that rooster crowed. How many times have we come back from a conference or this, this great revival or this great service thinking, man, man I'm going to live for Jesus. I'm going to be a disciple of him. Only to get started and see what the cost, how much it's going to cost time. It's going to cost to dig into his word, to study, to let him teach us, to be an apprentice so that we can learn from the master. I want to say, whoa, I didn't realize it's going to take this much time. God, you don't, you don't know what, what I got. You don't know what all I got going on. You see, this is the point of discipleship. When Jesus discussed discipleship, it was in the cultural context of Greek cultural influencing Roman Empire through the power of discipleship. This is from Tony Evans. Jesus Christ takes the concept of discipleship. He says, I'm looking for a generation of followers who are so saturated in my thinking, my worldview, my orientation, and that when integrated into the culture in which they are situated, the culture in which they are situated, the culture will have to live with the influence of Jesus Christ that permeates their culture. So a school teacher really is a disciple of Jesus Christ disguised as a teacher. The lawyer is really a disciple of Jesus Christ disguised as a lawyer. The businessman is really a follower of Jesus Christ disguised as a businessman. Tony Evans says this, the idea is to have people who, who use what they do as a disguise for who they are to impact the world for Christ. 
So you see, you're just not a teacher or a lawyer or a businessman or a factory worker or a mom or dad or husband. You're, if you're a disciple of Christ, you're a follower of Christ disguises that so that you can influence and permeate the world that you live in and that God has placed you in. God has placed us in so many different areas in our life, just in this room, to take the gospel of Jesus Christ into the place where we work, where we serve, where we live, so that others may find the hope and the joy of knowing that Jesus loves them and that he saves. So my question to you today, my question to myself this week as I was studying is this. Crossroads Baptist Church, are you willing to count the cost to be a disciple? Not to be a church member. Not to be a, a member on the Sunday school role, but to really be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because that's where the change comes in. When we really understand more and more about who Jesus is, and we can't help but share that with others. And let God take our life and use it to show them Jesus and their need for him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for passages like this in the Gospel of Luke that really when we get down to it isn't really easy for us to grasp isn't really easy for us to swallow, but it's so critical if we're really going to make an impact in the world in which we live. So, Father, today I pray for that person who's been struggling in their faith, struggling to figure out, oh, do I really want to pay the price that it takes to be a disciple of Christ. I pray that we put our yes on the table to that answer each and every day because it is a daily decision. In your name we pray, amen. As we sing, you know, as the Lord has spoke to you, as the Spirit has just moved in your heart, you know, if you've got a decision to make today, you know, uh, this is the time to do this in our time of response. And you know, if you, need, you want to come and join the church, if you need to give your life to Jesus, I'd love to talk to you about it because he will change your life forever. Let's stand.